The Bible is very important, isn't it? After all, it's the book that God had men write. In fact, the Bible is called the Word of God. And today I thought we'd look at how the Bible is put together. Now, the Bible is a big book, isn't it? Why, this Bible that I'm holding has almost 2,000 pages in it. Of course, this Bible has nice large print that is easy to read, which makes it longer. Now, this other smaller Bible here has tiny print, but it still has a little over 1,000 pages in it. Now, it might be hard to start reading something that long, right? But did you know that the Bible really isn't just one big book? No, it isn't. The Bible is actually 66 little books that have all been put together into one big book. There is the book of Revelation, the book of John, the book of Romans, the book of Job. Some of these books are only one or two pages long, but others are 20 or 50 or even 70 pages long. These 66 books were written by over 35 different men at different times. In fact, they were written over a period of about 1,600 years. Moses wrote five of them. King David wrote the Psalms. King Solomon wrote three little books. Jonah and Daniel and Isaiah each wrote a book, books that are named after them. The apostles Matthew and Mark wrote books. But they are all the word of God, aren't they? And they have been put all together into one book to make the Bible that we have now. But how are they put together? Is there any system to it? Yes, there is. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, God didn't tell us to put the Bible together in a certain way. In fact, some people put it together differently than the way we do. But it is still God's Word, no matter what order you put the different books in, isn't it? But today we're going to talk about the way that we put those 66 different books together into one big book to make our Bibles. But why should we bother talking about the order the little books are in in our big Bibles? Because if we know how they are put together, then it's easier to find the different books in our Bible and to find the things in the different books. Now, let's make a chart of this as we talk. I like charts, don't you? They make things so much easier to understand and remember. So first, 
Let's draw a line. This line will represent the Bible and what is in it. And then we'll put down that the Bible has 66 books in it. Now, the Bible is divided into two big parts. What are those two parts? Yes, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament has 39 individual books and covers about 3,600 years. And the New Testament has 27 individual books and covers only about 90 years. Okay, but what divides the Bible into two parts, into the Old and New Testaments? Yes, the Bible is divided into the Old Testament and the New Testament by when Jesus was here on earth. The Old Testament all takes place before Jesus, the Son of God, was born in Bethlehem, and the New Testament takes place after Jesus comes to earth. But then both the Old Testament and the New Testament are divided into more parts. The Old Testament can be divided into three parts, history, poetry, and prophecy. And the New Testament can be divided into three parts, history, letters, and prophecy. So both the Old Testament and the New Testament can each be divided into three big parts, can't they? Notice that the first part of both of them is history, which I've outlined in brown, and the last part of both of them is prophecy, which I've outlined in blue. But the middle parts are different, aren't they? The middle part of the Old Testament is what is called the Books of Poetry, which I've outlined in pink. And the middle part of the New Testament are letters or epistles, which I've outlined in green. Epistles just means letters. Well, let's look at the Old Testament first and we're going to fill in the names of the various books in the proper divisions as we talk about them. So we'll talk about the history part of the Old Testament first. But don't let the word history scare you, and don't let the word history make you think, oh, history, how boring. Because history is neither scary nor boring. Let's look at the word itself. History. Now, take the first two letters off of the word, and what does it say? That's right, it says story. 
History is a bunch of true stories. And I think everyone likes stories, don't you? So the history part of the Old Testament is where you'll find most of the Old Testament stories. It has 17 books, and they are in the Bible in what we call chronological order. That is, in the order they happened, from the earliest to the latest. But these 17 books are divided into two parts. The first five books of the Old Testament history were all written by Moses. These five books are called the Books of Moses or the Torah, which in the Hebrew language means the law. Or they are sometimes called the Pentateuch, which in the Greek language simply means five books. In the New Testament, sometimes these five books that Moses wrote are simply called the law. But I'm just going to put Moses to show that these five books were written by Moses. The other twelve books were written by other people, and we're not really sure just who they were. So, the five books of Moses are Genesis, where we'll find the stories of creation, Noah and the flood, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph and his brothers. Exodus, where we find the story of Moses and how he led the children of Israel out of Egypt and across the dried-up Red Sea, and the Lord gave the Ten Commandments. Leviticus, with lots of laws that the Lord gave. Numbers, where we find the stories of the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. And Deuteronomy, at the end of the 40 years, where Moses reviews the law of God with the children of Israel before he dies. Then come the books of the Old Testament history that were not written by Moses. Again, we're not sure just who wrote them. These other history books are Joshua, with the story of their entering and conquering Canaan and the walls of Jericho falling down. Judges, with the exciting stories of Gideon and Samson and other judges. Ruth, first and second Samuel, with David killing Goliath and later becoming king of Israel. First and second Kings, with lots of stories of the bad kings of Israel and of the prophet Elijah. First Chronicles, which again tells when David was the king. Second Chronicles, with lots of stories about both the good and bad kings of Judah, and when finally Nebuchadnezzar comes and conquers Judah and destroys Jerusalem and the temple. Then Ezra and Nehemiah, when the Jews come back to Jerusalem and rebuild it. And the last book of history in the Old Testament is Esther where she saves all the Jews from being killed by the wicked Haman. Wow! That history isn't boring, is it? So, the 17 Old Testament history books are 
five books by Moses and twelve by others. Five, twelve. Then the middle part of the Old Testament has five books of poetry. Job, Psalms, which King David wrote, and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon, which King Solomon wrote. So, the history part of the Old Testament has five books of Moses and twelve of others, and the poetry part of the Old Testament has five books. Five, twelve, five. Okay, then. The last part of the Old Testament is the prophecy part. It has 17 books, just like the history part has 17 books. These prophecy books are named after the men who wrote them. But, just as the Old Testament history books were divided into two parts, the Old Testament prophecy books are also divided into two parts, the major prophets and the minor prophets. The major prophets' books are long, and the minor prophets' books are short. Major means big here, and minor means little. And also, just like the history books were divided into five books written by Moses and twelve books written by others, in the same way, the prophecy part is divided into five and twelve also five books by the major prophets, and twelve by the minor prophets. So, let's look at the books written by the prophets. There are five major prophecy books, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. These are long books, except for Lamentations. But since Jeremiah also wrote Lamentations, his two books are put together. And then there are twelve shorter minor prophecy books. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Again, these books are named after the names of the men who wrote them. Of course, you can see, just from the names of some of the prophecy books, Daniel and Jonah, that there are also some stories here. So, those are the Old Testament prophecy books, five major prophets and twelve minor prophets. Hmm, five and twelve, just like the history books. That makes it easy to remember, doesn't it? Oh, and look, there are five books of poetry. That really makes it easy to remember the books of the Old Testament, doesn't it? Five, twelve, five. Five, twelve. Okay, let's go on. So, the Old Testament has 39 books divided up into three parts, 
17 history books, books of stories, divided into the five books written by Moses and the 12 books written by others, five poetry books, and 17 prophecy books, divided up into five major big prophets and 12 minor little prophets. So again, it's five, twelve, five, five, twelve. That's not hard to remember, is it? And that makes a total of 39 Old Testament books. Now let's look at the New Testament books. Remember, it is also divided up into three parts. History, letters, and prophecy. The history part of the New Testament has five books of stories. The first four history books are what we call the Gospels and are named after the men who wrote them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These tell the stories about Jesus when he was here on earth, when he was born, the miracles he did, and that he died on the cross for our sins and was then alive again. The fifth history book in the New Testament is the book of Acts, or the Acts of the Apostles, which tells the stories of what the apostles did after Jesus went back to heaven. How Peter was thrown in prison, but the angel let him out. All the stories about the Apostle Paul and his travels and adventures as a missionary, and other stories. Okay, that's the first part of the New Testament, the history part. The middle part of the New Testament has 21 letters or epistles. These letter books are divided into two parts. You see, the Apostle Paul wrote 13 of those 21 letters, so his letters are all grouped together at the beginning of the letter part of the New Testament. Nine of Paul's 13 letters were written to different churches, churches in Rome and Corinth and other cities. These nine letters are named after the people who lived in those cities. They go from Paul's longest letter to his shortest letter. Romans to the people who lived in Rome, First and Second Corinthians to the people who lived in the city of Corinth, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and first and second Thessalonians to the Christians who lived in Galatia, Ephesus, Philippi, Colossae, and Thessalonica. Then the last four of Paul's letters were written just to individual men and are named after the man to whom Paul was writing. Two letters to Timothy one letter to Titus, and a very short letter to a man named Philemon. So, Paul wrote 13 letters, 
nine to churches, and four to individual men. Then, the last eight letters are by other men. We don't really know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but the others are simply named after the men who wrote them. James, Jesus' half-brother. Two letters by the Apostle Peter. Three by the Apostle John. And one written by Jude, another half-brother of Jesus. These also are grouped from the longest to the shortest. So, the books of letters are thirteen letters by Paul, divided into nine to churches and four to individual men, and eight letters by others. Thirteen, eight. But the prophecy part of the New Testament only has one book, the book of Revelation. Of course, there is also some prophecy in the history parts and letter parts, too. But the book of Revelation is almost all prophecy. So, the New Testament has 27 books. It has five history books, 21 letters, divided into Paul's 13 letters and eight other letters, and one book of prophecy, five Thirteen, eight, and one. Now, did you notice the number five in the New Testament history section? We've had several fives today, haven't we? The five books of Moses, the five poetry books, the five major prophets, and now the five New Testament history books. And we had two twelves, too, didn't we? The twelve Old Testament history books written by others, and the twelve minor prophets. Five, twelve, five. Five, twelve, five. Though the New Testament letters and prophecy were different numbers, weren't they? The epistles, letters, had thirteen of Paul's letters, and eight other letters, and there was only one prophecy book. So it's five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five, thirteen, eight, and one. Hey, that's almost like a little song. Let's try that again. Five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five. Thirteen, eight, and one. As I was thinking about those numbers and how they sort of made a song, I told my son about them, and he actually made up a little song about them. Would you like to hear it? Okay. Now, I'm not a very good singer, but I'll try. There are sixty-six books in the Bible. Five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five, thirteen, eight, and one. There are sixty-six books in the Bible. 
five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five, thirteen, eight, and one. Five books of Moses, twelve more history, five books of poetry, five major prophets, and twelve minor prophets. Five New Testament history, thirteen Paul's letters, eight other letters, and one book of prophecy. Yes, there are sixty-six books in the Bible. Five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five, thirteen, eight, and one. There are sixty-six books in the Bible. Five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five, thirteen, eight, and one. Books of Moses, five. For history, twelve. Poetry, five. Major prophets, five. Minor prophets, twelve. New Testament history, five. Paul's letters, thirteen. Other letters, eight. New Testament prophecy, one. Yes, there are sixty-six books in the Bible. Five, twelve, five. Five, twelve, five. Thirteen, eight, and one. There are sixty-six books in the Bible. Five, twelve, five. Five, twelve, five. Thirteen, eight. And one. I thought my son was pretty clever to come up with that, don't you? And it really helps me remember how the Bible is put together. Later, I showed the song to a couple of my daughters, and they said it helped them to remember too. I hope it helps you as well. Okay, let's stop singing and go on. So, there are 39 books in the Old Testament. And there are 27 books in the New Testament. And that makes 66 books in the whole Bible. And notice, the Old Testament has almost three times as many pages as the New Testament. But do you know what book of the Bible is in the middle of the whole Bible? It's the book of Psalms. Try that yourself. Open your Bible to about the middle of it, and if you're not in the book of Psalms, you'll at least be in the poetry section of the Old Testament. I don't think that's actually important to know, but it's fun. Also, if you are in the poetry part, you'll know what direction to go to get to the Old Testament history or to the prophets or to the New Testament, won't you? And that's how the Bible is put together. It's put together in a way to make it easier to find the different little books when they are all put together into one big book. 
and it can help us to be able to remember the way the books were arranged, if we remember our little songs, can't it? Five, twelve, five, five, twelve, five, thirteen, eight, and one. But now, let's quickly review. The Bible has sixty-six books altogether. It is divided into two parts by when Jesus was on earth, divided into the Old and New Testaments. The Old Testament has 39 books, which are divided into history, poetry, and prophecy. The history books are further divided into the books written by Moses and the books written by other men. The prophecy books are also further divided into the major and minor prophets. The New Testament has 27 books, which are divided into history, letters, and prophecy. The letters, epistles, are further divided into two parts. Paul's letters, first to churches, then to individual men, and then the letters by other men. So, how can we use this information? Is it really at all important to know how the Bible is put together? Well, at least I think it is. You see, if you wanted to read about Noah and the flood, you'd go to the very first part of the history section of the Old Testament, wouldn't you? What if you wanted to read the 23rd Psalm, you know, the Lord is my shepherd? Why, you'd go to the middle part of the Old Testament to the poetry section, wouldn't you? And remember, as far as pages go, the book of Psalms is also the middle of the whole Bible. Now, where would you find the letters to the Corinthian church? Yes, you'd go to the middle section of the New Testament and look in the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to different churches, wouldn't you? Where would you find the book of Isaiah? Well, let's see. Isaiah lived about 700 years before Christ, so his book would be in the Old Testament, wouldn't it? Isaiah wrote a very long book with lots of prophecies, so his book would be one of the major prophets in the beginning of the prophecy section, the last section of the Old Testament, wouldn't it? Where would we read about the Christmas story when Jesus was born? Well, that would have to be in the New Testament, in the history part of the New Testament, the first part in the Gospels, wouldn't it? See how it works? When I first learned how the Bible was divided up, it became much easier for me to find things in the Bible. It wasn't so confusing, and I hate being confused. I hope this has helped you, too. So, there are 66 books in the Bible. 5, 12, 5, 
five, twelve, five, thirteen, eight, and one. Oh, by the way, two of my friends from church said they'd play this tune on the piano and sing it for you. So, if you will keep watching after I finish talking and after the song, Holy Bible Book Divine, you can hear my son's song again, only done much better than I can. I think you will like it. I think it was so kind of God to give us the Bible, wasn't it? After all, it tells us about God and who He is. And the Bible tells us how we should live. And the Bible is a history book, too, full of interesting and often exciting true stories of things that really happened. It tells us how the Lord God made everything in the whole world and the whole sky and how the world began. It tells us the history of how people began. It tells us the history of God's special people, the Jews. But, most importantly, the Bible tells us how we can be able to have our sins forgiven and be able to be with God some day. And how is that? Yes, God the Father loves us so very much that He sent Jesus, the Son of God, who loves us very much too, to earth, where Jesus died on the cross for our sins, just as the prophets had said would happen. But then the Bible tells us that Jesus didn't stay dead. He was alive again after three days and stayed alive. Many people saw him then before he went back to heaven. And if we trust in the Lord Jesus to forgive our sins, he will forgive our sins, and someday we can be with him. And the Bible also tells us that someday the Lord Jesus is coming back to earth and will be king of everything and everyone, and we will be with him then, too. Yes, the Bible tells us all of these things, and I hope that now you can find those things more easily in your Bible. It is so kind of God to give us the Bible, isn't it? Six books in the Bible, five, twelve.
Five, twelve, five.